0: ION 2020 episode 242. Have 2020 vision with ION 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey guys, welcome to another Ride with Ray. This is ION 2020. And if you hear a little background noise going on, that's because I am doing one of my little driving and talking scenarios. Uh, The only reason why I do that is because, you know, when there's things going on in my life, my personal life, where I really cannot get to the microphone anytime that evening. And this is actually one of those times. got some stuff going on with my family right now, and uh, I just want to make sure that I can take care of them and take care of some stuff that's going on at the house just to make sure that uh you know everyone stays happy and it's not a happiness thing there's just some health things that are going on so uh, i just want to make sure that uh that i still get an episode out to you guys as well and i spend a lot of time in my car every single day driving i probably put uh, 500 miles a day on my car sometimes I think I drove about 75,000 miles last year. And because of the driving that I do all over North and South Carolina for my sales job, just gives me a lot of windshield time, a lot of time to think, a lot of time to listen to different things that are going on in the news, a lot of time on my hands. So sometimes it's just more convenient to drive and talk. And I don't do that very often because I want to have good sound quality for you guys constantly. That's my goal. I work really hard on that. And, uh, but anyway, this is your drive-in with Ray while I talk about the uh, the impeachment inquiry. So yesterday, uh, I was listening to that impeachment inquiry just uh, quite a bit, uh, things that are going on in the Judiciary Committee, and it's interesting, there's literally what's going on right now is there's no witnesses. Each side is basically calling like somebody who's a partisan, somebody that already agrees with them, and... They each get, you know, each of the Congress people in the Judiciary judiciary Committee, I guess, they each get five minutes to talk and ask questions and so forth. They started it off with the Democrats having their guy, I guess it's the, the majority party, gets to do 30 minutes with their counsel, and that person will talk and try to defend what they're doing with the impeachment inquiry, and then you have the Republicans who have their... Council get up there and spend thirty minutes talking and saying why they should not be impeaching Donald Trump and then each of the can each of the parties minority or whatever they'll get their five minutes as well, uh, to cast questions to these different people that are up there and usually what happened is the Democrats call a couple of their witnesses, Republicans call a witness or two, whoever they can get approved as well, and then they'll sit there and just have their questioning and when the democrats get up there they only question their two people that are going to agree with them the republicans get up there they only question their person that's going to agree with them and it's kind of like if you're in an argument and you keep on looking like if me and you were in an argument about something like whether that car is black and you're sitting there saying no that car is gray and i'm like no it's black and neither of us really know the truth for sure and then i look at my guy who's like my best bud and i'm like hey man Is that car black or gray? And he's like, oh yeah, it's black. And then you look at your guy, Who's tell me, is that car gray or is it black? And they say, oh yeah, it's gray. They're obviously going to agree with you on everything that that goes on, right? And your best friend's going to do the same thing. We're going to agree with each other because that's our side. We've already chosen our side. You're loyal to me, so you're going to say what I, you know, go along with what I tell you. And uh, that's pretty much what's going on in this entire thing. It's kind of like, to me it's kind of a waste of a day it's just basically partisan bickering back and forth and that's all i heard i mean the democrats they have their little talking points that they're trying to say like nobody's above the law that's like a word that they keep on saying every single time you hear it no one's above the law not even the president and then the republicans they keep saying the american people want the congress to get back to work and do the will of the people and Get back to work and pass this and pass that. And those are obviously things that are tested within the, um, within, like, focus groups and stuff. Those are obviously tested things in the focus groups because people like to hear no one's above the law, not even the president. And people like, because everyone thinks politicians are not above the law. And then you always hear people say, I wish the damn Congress would get back and doing." what they're supposed to be doing start passing some laws and start doing this and start doing that so you always hear that so there's certain focus group tested things that they keep on going back to and it, to me it's really annoying and it's actually hard to listen to It's, it's I mean it, it's, actually it's intriguing to listen to because what it does is it shines a light to me on the very fact that maybe democracy is broken you know and maybe it'll help other people to say, hey, you know what, the system that we have, these people that are in charge, these, this all-powerful government that we have created, maybe we should pull something away from it. Maybe we should start limiting that government. Maybe these people shouldn't have so much power. Maybe that's what people will start to see, I don't know. I wish I knew exactly what most people in America were thinking, I mean, there's, I guess there's different polls that come out and stuff, but this is not hurting Donald Trump whatsoever he is stronger today than he was two months ago two months ago his approval rating was like 37 38 low 40s the other day i looked at it it was like 52 percent approval rating why would that be why would people that keep on hearing all this terrible stuff that the president supposedly did whether he did it or not i don't know that's for that's for God and him to decide apparently but um, everyone's looking for proof and evidence and I mean that that's what fa- they're looking for facts and there's some facts in the case that obviously say that he probably did something that um, maybe not maybe he shouldn't have done but is it impeachable who knows but it's between you know no one really knows the facts no one really knows the facts but all this is is bickering back and forth it sounds like to me and it's really, really annoying. It really is. But it's, like I said, it's intriguing to listen to because it's shining that light, man. And that's what we want to do as Libertarians. One of the things that is great about being a Libertarian is you look at things from a little bit different perspective than the Republicans and the Democrats. The Democrats look at everything from like an emotional standpoint. You know, we got to help the poor because they're so lowly and all that. And uh, the Republicans they seem to look every look at everything from this idea that um, not necessarily businesses are good or anything like that but it always seems like they 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 talk about being like fiscally responsible whether or not they talk about you know going to wars and being the people that are you know for being patriotic which whatever you know they could say they're patriotic all they want to but when you're sending soldiers overseas to die for Saudi Arabia, and you're willing to support sending 14,000 troops over to protect the Saudi government, to me that is not at all patriotic whatsoever. So, there's different things that these people, these different parties talk about being, which they're not those things, you know? They're both the party of more government. They're both the party of more power. They're both the party of taking power away from you and centralizing it into the federal government taking powers from the states and centralizing those in the federal government they're both the party of that they're both the party of big government they're both the party of spending and when you're libertarian it's great you get to look at things from a different perspective you look at it from a limited government perspective if you just have that one philosophy that says anything that limits government is good anything that helps the freedom of man, that's, that's good anything that, I mean, that you get down to the um, the non-aggression principle and it comes down to, is it hurting somebody else? no are you aggressing upon somebody else? if you're not, then that's okay whatever it is, as long as you're not aggressing on someone else or asking somebody to aggress upon somebody in, on your behalf and that's a lot of the things that people do in the government. When you say, I want to tax Jeff Bezos money, or not I, but I think we should tax Jeff Bezos more. That's saying, I want the government to go confiscate more of Jeff Bezos wealth and give it to other people or give it to the government to do it with with it which, what they will. Do you really think when you take Jeff Bezos money, that money is going to somehow get back into the hands of the poor Or the middle class? Or the needy? No, that's not the truth. They're going to spend more money. The more money the government takes in, the more revenue they take in, the more money they spend on frivolous things, the more they spend on just junk, the more they spend on buying more votes, the more they spend on buying more you know, tax breaks for their friends and they're they're politically well-connected and so forth. So, but that's I mean when it comes down to non-aggression are you somebody that is for non-aggression completely and if you are then you'd have to say that you're a libertarian you're not for taking stuff from one person and giving it to another you're not for forcing somebody to give you their stuff and you're not for getting a group of ten people together and asking them to go get that stuff for you yeah you didn't aggress on them but you asked somebody else to do it for you on your behalf libertarians are against that and i think that's a great thing i think it's phenomenal that we have a philosophy that says that no other no other political entity has that philosophy some of them say our baseline is a constitution that's like the constitution party right our baseline is a constitution but i say our baseline is not aggressing upon other people that's a phenomenal baseline right I think that's a good baseline. Limited government, that's a great baseline to be a part of. Whatever we can do, I would say limit government down to the Constitution, but how far can we take it from there? Let's, that's a starting point, right? Limit it down to the Constitution. Limit the federal government down to the Constitution. That's fine. Protect, you know, use the federal government to protect the borders of the United States, maybe. Use it to raise an army when we're invaded. Use it for like those constitutional purposes. But then we could start from there and start whittling it away even further. That's I'm okay with that. And then we could start working on our states and get the states out of our lives. Then start getting our counties out of our lives and so forth. Yeah, there's I do think that there's legitimate things for government to do. But a lot of that stuff can be funded through... Not through taxes, because taxes are confiscation. Taxes are you coming up and saying, "Give me your money, a percentage of it." That's what taxes are. Taxation, they always say like the idea. Taxation is theft. And it's you know, in a roundabout way, it's true. It's the government confiscating your wealth at gunpoint, and not necessarily at gunpoint, because every week then you get your paycheck from work. It's just automatically taken out. But what if you somehow, oh, you claim 10 dependents, right? So that's what you do to claim 10 dependents so you have less money taken out of your paycheck. But at the end of the year, you file your taxes and the government says you owe them $7,000. Now, assuming you don't pay that $7,000, they will come into your house, arrest you, and put you in jail. They will make you pay that money back. They will put a lien on your property. They'll take all of your property if they have to, to get you to pay them back, to get you to pay that money so they can confiscate your wealth. So they will. They will even kill you if you resist. And is that considered, you know, charity? Is that considered you willingly giving them the money? No. It's them taking it from you. It's theft. Nothing more, nothing more, nothing less. It's theft. It's theft so when people say taxation is theft yeah, absolutely absolutely theft, but if we're going to say there's legitimate forms of government, there's legitimate things for the government to do there are governing bodies, there's a governing body within my HOA in my neighborhood, no force whatsoever, we all signed into it, right? When I bought a house, I had to sign some paperwork that said that this house is in this neighborhood and it's part of an HOA and that I would agree to it I could have said no. I could have resisted. I could have you know, I could have just said, "You know what? I'll find a house that doesn't have an HOA." But I chose the HOA because it makes my neighborhood look nice. I drive in during Christmas and there's Christmas lights up. They keep a fountain. They have all kinds of stuff. We have a pool. We have nice, you know, bushes and landscaped areas that are public areas. We have playgrounds, the whole nine yards. I mean, it's great. And I'm willingly signed up for as a voluntary transaction. And there's a government. There's a HOA. It's our government. If I don't like it, I can get in there and uh, become a member of that government. But I also, but I signed on to it. It was something that I willingly decided to participate in. Is there something that our that our federal government? Do, do we all sign on to that? No. But the government has gotten out of control, and that's what this that's what this impeachment inquiry really has taught me. And hopefully it's shining the light on other people, or to other people as well, that the government has gotten out of control. If our gov- If our government did not give money out to foreign countries, if we did not pay off foreign countries to do our will, if we did not have all of this foreign intervention going on, then the president would have no ability to withhold funds or not, or do whatever they say he did. He'd have no ability to do that. But we're funneling money from our taxes to, or basically we're funneling money from China. We're borrowing that money from China. We're funneling that money over to Ukraine and everywhere else. Changes one hand to the next. And it's us, we're paying for it. And if it's borrowed money, then our kids are paying for it. If our government wasn't doing so much stuff, then we wouldn't have to worry about that. And that's what I hope that, they, that this is shining a light on for other people to see. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing when people start to s- doubt their government. When people start to see the cracks within that government. That's a great thing. Because it ca- causes them to think, maybe, maybe we should bring our government closer to home. Maybe we should stop depending upon a bunch of politicians in Washington who are paying each other off and bribes, basically, in order to get what they want that's what they do every single day up there. You vote for this, and I'll vote for that. One thing for another, right? That's what they do. So, hey guys, I'm going to go ahead and cut that off right here, though. Um, preachment inquiry, very exciting stuff, as you know. And uh, nothing that I want to listen to much longer, I could promise you that. But we're going to be dealing with it for basically the next several months as they start going into the Senate. They have to start trying it there as well. That'll be interesting to see. But like I said earlier, it seems like everyone's just bringing their guy that's going to agree with them up, ask them questions, get them to agree with them, and then hopefully it is, you know, hopefully it, it sways public opinion in one way or the other. That's what they're all trying to do. It's a propaganda game, is all it is. So um keep that in mind. All right. But hey guys, I appreciate you joining me for another day on ION2020. This is Ray Eaton, your host. And uh go ahead if you want to email me Ray at irontheempire dot com you can also check me out on the website irontheempire Facebook and on Twitter. what do you think it is I the empire that's right and then uh something that I really appreciate when people do and I've gotten some good reviews, some great reviews as well is give me a five star rating and then give me a review and uh, if you do that you when you do subscribe then you'll be able to come back tomorrow and have clear vision for 2020.